So who's the last person, place, or thing you gave a makeover? Well, actually, my garage, because we turned it kind of into like a studio to film these digital drag shows. Okay, so I have been loving your series of all those like winners photos that you're redoing, reinterpreting, reinterpreting. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, Where are you? Are you? Are you in Orlando? I am in Orlando. I, me and Leo are at our house here. House stuff there. I mean, we don't leave the house other than having to go to the grocery store. So I don't really know. Uh, I mean, every time I go to the grocery store, there seems to be a lot of traffic. So I don't know if people are taking it serious or they're just like, you know, running their errands or going to work or whatever they're doing. I, who knows? It's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 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 squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a Drag Race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, or as we like to call it, brought to you by World of Wonder and VH1. This podcast takes you deep inside the big pink furry box that is every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. Each week, I am joined by RuPaul's Drag Race icons, as in the queens who have made a history to talk about this season and their own drag race experiences. So thank you for listening. And warning, because there is going to be what? Spoilers! So please consider yourself warned. And to keep up, make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Friday on VH1 at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central. Or you can watch in select territories on WoW Presents Plus if you're someplace where you can't get VH1. Today, I am very honored to be joined by a drag race superstar, a legendary All-Stars 4 champion. She's the creator of her own Tuck Dynasty. Okay, that was a, that was a, that was a bad pun, but whatever. <laughs> she's a podcaster herself, and she's a celebrity drag race queen supreme, Miss Trinity the Tuck. Hello. Hi. And how are you hanging in there in Florida these days? Yeah, I mean, girl, it is Florida. It's already hot, 100,000 degrees, but girl, I'm staying inside where it's cool, where I hopefully don't get corona and um, can work on some content for these children. You've got like a Divas Live thing coming up, right? Yeah, so I'm doing, um, I've been doing a ton of shows on stageit.com, and my next two shows are Divas Live. It's just that your favorite music from your favorite divas. I won't be doing them as characters, but um, girl, if you love the life of glamour and divas, you're going to love all these iconic music, music from Win Whitney to Mariah to Britney um, and a ton more. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. And we, we mentioned a little bit earlier, but and you're doing your photo series of all the Drag Race winners, which has been your favorite of those, if you can say. Oh, absolutely. My favorite... 100% was doing Sasha's uh, Rose Petal interpretation. It was just so fun. And it brought me back to season nine and, you know, so emotional. And it was it was just fun. It was great to do. That's right. You were there for that one. That was a crazy night. It really was. It was the night that um, I lost. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Peppermint had sent me packing and I had to go sit next to Valentina in the audience. <laughs> And how was that for you? Uh, just a good bitter time, you know. <laughs> no, it was great. It was so much fun. Uh, it was just something different, you know. That was the the first time they had done the lip sync for the crown. 
Yeah, it was major. It was it was such a like I remember like the planning of that episode, that finale, and it was like, oh wow, let's you know this is a new idea. Let's see how this goes. This is gonna be great. We knew it would be like really fun TV. But then I remember once it ha- when I, on stage that night it's happening, the wheel spins, and then you you got to choose, right? Right, I got to choose. Yep. And the moment that happened, it went from like, oh wow, this is such a fun, crazy, like exciting new thing. It was like. Oh my God, this is life or death. Suddenly you realize everything like hung the balance from there on. And it was like, it was intense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then like, you don't, you know, you don't want to go home because you want to at least make the top two. So you can say, well, at least only one person beat me, but um, that didn't happen. At least not for me. (laughs) You mentioned you had to go sit by Valentina. So when you sat next to Valentina, did she say anything to you? What do you remember her telling you? Girl, Valentina was checked out. She was in this big fluffy dress with all this acrinoline around her. I I mean, she was probably like lost in the glimmering of the lights in her French vanilla fantasy. Uh, She wasn't talking about nothing, girl. (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, so in this episode, this is the makeover episode, which you won in your season. And and you won in season nine. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Um, One of my favorite episodes of any season is the makeover. It's it's super important because it's such a big part of drag, you know, the the transformation. Um, Also, you know, if you're a seasoned drag entertainer you have drag children so you you constantly put people in drag so this is like a perfect challenge for a drag queen right 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 um your subject was because you you had the crew makeovers your season was the crew makeovers and you had like rizzo that like pretty boy with the big nose <laughs> yes with the big nose <laughs> oh my god um and then i also know that you are working on some other makeovers because secret celebrity drag race is out and i believe you're you're on this week's episode yeah this week's episode i'm so excited to watch um it was super super fun to be involved and not compete per se you know like for myself so um to guide these uh celebrity queens it was fun it was super fun i know and i know we can't say anything about like who's on or whatever this and that but all i all i will say is I'm not spoiling anything because I'll get like you know taken to jail or something. You get to work with some really amazing people, and like if Drag Race is the Olympics of drag, y'all's episode is like from the gods. Oh my gosh, it really was, and like the celebrities in our episode, like were there to slay. They were they were out for blood. Let's just say that. Yes, it was full on pageantry. And um, you worked with Alyssa and Asia were your fellow Queen Supremes. How was that like? All three of us knew each other before Drag Race in pageants. So it was just like, you know, it's kind of like a a, a reunion of, of the pageant queens. We all beat each other. We all lost to each other. And, you know, we're there to compete against each other again. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. I love the pageant drama. Me too. You're so good at it. Yeah, it's just the shade. <laughs> Who are you rooting for in, in this last group of queens from season 12? I mean, my number one that has not wavered since the beginning is Jada. So I am rooting for my pageant sister. I actually have never met Jada but I have adored her from afar. I also have been rooting for Gigi. Both of those have just been really just slaying it. They're just so polished. So I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who do you think has evolved the most on the season season 12? I think that 
the one queen that has evolved the most, or at least has found her footing, is Heidi. Heidi is so funny and um, very endearing. She does everything from the heart. Um, I also think Crystal has been slaying it too. She's just every episode, she just keeps rising and rising and rising. You know, get critiques, but also just apply stuff and kind of grow as you're watching the season. It's it's that's so much fun. Me, I, I agree with you. I think that you know she she got some critiques from the judges like Michelle about her makeup, and she changed up her makeup a little bit. Uh, a couple of the episodes to show diversity, and then bitch, after she showed that, she went right back to what she loved to do, and that's why she's there is because she's so good at what type of drag she does. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you had to be stuck in quarantine with one of these season twelve queens still in the competition, who would you want to be holed up with? I mean, it would definitely have to be Heidi. She is probably so entertaining to just be around. Just everything she says is just like funny word vomit i just love it it's just so funny and she's blessed and highly favored <laughs> she is blessed and highly highly f- i can't even do the the whistle i was trying to but it just didn't come out <laughs> you need you need a gap girl i know but i just got new teeth so it's like you know she has the gap and i have like huge teeth now so i, I can't even do a, a, a whistle can you take them out <laughs> not yet <laughs> my boyfriend probably like that though Lord. Okay, so the episode begins and Rue comes in and he's all whispering and stuff. We need to keep our voices low because for today's maxi challenge, you're going to be making over some beautiful women. <gasps> I love women. That just happen to be drag race super fans. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is this would be such such a cool thing to do because you have people like sometimes you get people that may or may not really be that interested in doing it. Like I remember watching several seasons ago, they had like straight guys, and, and you know, obviously they're being good sports about it, but they're not like in it to really just slay. And these girls, when they find out what's happening, they're just so, so excited because they love drag so much. So. That was just excited, exciting to see. And that's what drag does for people. It just makes you excited and makes you feel good. I mean, you meet tons of fans all the time at shows, at DragCon, at events. What are your favorite kinds of fans? So basically, I just love fans that just dote on me. Okay, hello? <laughs> very, very fair and appropriate. <laughs> I like fans that are um, that are excited about drag. They're, you know, they're, They come in and they are like, Oh my gosh, I love you because this and this and this and this. Um, I love this. I love this look that you did. I love this challenge that you did. You were so funny there. Super excited about drag, but they're not, they don't take it too serious. And, you know, they understand what's going on, honey. It's penis and panties. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. That's a spinoff. That's your own show. That's a spinoff. Trinity's Drag Race, Penis and Panties. (laughs) I I would live. Oh my God. From the women who we meet on the episode, they're just like appreciative. They enjoy the fun, the glamour, and kind of the courage and the spirit behind it too, I think. I agree. Um, they do seem a little, some of them seem a little bit reserved um, to get on stage. But other than that, like they're like so ready to do it, which is really, really fun. Really fun to see. Right. Cause that's the thing. It's like Jada gets to pair them up and, you know, put which woman with which queen. And like, you know, you never know how these are going to go, who you're going to get. So, what's the most important thing? Are you looking for just like attitude or a willingness to, to be open or? 
Well, I would be looking for, first of all, look at their shoes to see which girl is in heels. Because then you already know she can walk in heels, honey. Uh, the second thing I would look is, you know, is their facial structure something that would be the easiest to paint? And also body type to see if what you have for their look is going to fit them. Right, right. Because, yeah, because yeah, that's, that's clearly a challenge. Because, you know, your task is to make whoever it is look like a glamazon. Yeah, exactly. And if they're, you know, if they're don't have enough booty, bitch, you're going to have to pad the shit out of them. <laughs> true, true. Okay, and what's the hardest thing to get, like, a non-drag person to do, to, to, to be able to understand or get a grasp on, like, how they need to do this? I think the biggest thing is, drag is exaggerated, but it's, you got to, there's a specific way you do it. You don't want to look like an amateur. <laughs> I like this. This is, I'm going to apply this to my, to my life, actually, yeah. Your your cross dressing life. A girl can dream. <laughs> so like Heidi, they all start you know they all start to meet with their with their with their fans with the women they're making over. Heidi has Nicole, who and right away we start you know she has her own kind of insecurities or just like her story. She loves drag. She and her husband watch, but like oh what are you comfortable with what are you not? And she talks about you know being a, like a heavier person and just the bullying she's faced. It's like all these stories always come through. Is that like just part of it? I think. You know, that's the great thing about Drag Race is that people watch the dra- the the show obviously for drag, but two, there is storylines from each of the queens and the guests that are on the show that people can connect to, and that's the power of drag is that it lets you, if you have insecurities, which everyone does, it lets you explore the person that you want to be that you you truly are inside without the insecurities i just love drag i just think that that it's so powerful yeah yeah and you're very good at it well thank you i like that crystal crystals make every girl grace has her own tips she's like well when i need to boost myself i do my own wonder woman pose I mean, girl, whatever you got to do. <laughs> Valentina lights candles. <laughs> okay, and Jada does, like you said, she does make up for other people. She's done, she she like helps other pageant girls. So you know she's going to be good at this, don't you? Oh, absolutely. J- this is Jada's challenge just for the fact that she is a professional drag queen. She does this for a living. She paints other people. You could tell she knows how to paint because of her mug. Like, this is her challenge. Yeah, yeah. I also love that, like, one of the girls' name is Janet the Planet. I live for that. I live for Janet the Planet's name. Well, I mean, this is coming from Trinity the Tuck, talking about Janet the Planet. Exactly. Look, the these, the these, Bob the Drag Queen, Trinity the Tuck, Janet the Planet. I mean, it is, that is success right there. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> Are there others? Are there, there must be others that have the, like, well, there's the Vivian. Yeah, the Vivian, the Princess. Um, the vixen, yeah, the is the key. Ooh, <laughs> and so when they do the walkthroughs, like, and and Heidi's talking to Nicole, her her girl, like she said, she's been, you know, she's always tried to blend in, but like the big lesson, and for all these girls, is don't hide anything. It's all about standing out. Absolutely, you know, it's time to show out when you are on stage. You got to make it known you're there. Yeah, yeah. And they go through the process, like somebody's like wobbly on heels, they're choosing names and stuff, you know, which we see typically on the makeover episodes. Right. I did, I did love Lil Snacky Cox as a name. I mean, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Little Snacky Cox. I don't know if I would have 
I don't know if I would have named my drag daughter that, but it is pretty funny. What would be a good addition to Tuck if she's in your family? Like, well, Leo's name on the show was Indigo the Tuck, so it could be, you know, could mean multiple things. Like, Ingo, Ingo's the Tuck. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Oh my god, I just got that. <laughs> I'm slow sometimes. Oh, my God. Also, I also think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, like the makeover episodes are good because it's usually later in the season and the queens are probably just happy to have somebody different to talk to. You know, most of the challenges the girls who come into the show have never done before. But a makeover, doing someone's makeup in drag is something that is not foreign to a drag queen. So it should be a fun experience, a fun episode and something that we're familiar with. Is it nice to focus on somebody else for a while than only having to be just like trapped in your own head or, or focusing on you? That is part of the challenge. The fact that you're having to get yourself ready and someone else is ready. Someone else ready. So I don't know if it, if it's a relief. Um, it's definitely work. It's definitely a challenge. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna see these ladies get their drag on. There's gonna be some disco. There's gonna be surprises and a big finish. Right after this, or, or, can you can you stick around? Yeah, of course I'm gonna be here, bitch. Of course, I love to talk. And now a word from World of Wonder and Trixie Mattel and Katya from Self Isolation. Hello. Hi. How are you? Girl, this quarantine is making me lose my grip on reality. Girl, I think we're all figuring it out. Yes, that's Trixie and Katya coming to you from their new podcast for UN. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. You know you want it. Original Bizarre Podcast Bliss. I have a confession to make. What? I spent a solid two days binge watching old episodes of Oh. Oh my God, I did too. (laughs) (laughs) See, drag queens, they're just like us. So it's a joy to hear Trixie inform you that... Now is the time to release the show in podcast format so fans can listen again and again and again while they sit in isolation. Now that sounds healthy to me. I think that's really cool. (laughs) So there you have it. Trixie and Katya and Un, the podcast. Listen now wherever you get yours. Okay, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast is back I'm your host, John Polly, and I am graced with the presence of Trinity the Tuck today. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trinity the Tuck, All-Stars 4 winner, drag legend, and also one of the nicest people on the entire planet. Bitch, don't be telling nobody that. You can ruin my reputation. <laughs> we are talking makeovers, and the spoilers are ahead, so watch out. So in the workroom, the girls are getting ready for the runway with their super fan sisters, um, they, you know, there's always bonding. Jada misses her boyfriend. There's kicking and Crystal is painting her woman yellow. Are you concerned about this? I mean, I love Crystal's kooky makeup, but I'm like, this could go real wrong or it could be really good. So I was excited to see. Tatiana would say choices, but I don't know if this is going to be a good choice or a bad choice. Fair. Very true. Very true. You never know. Um, Miss RuPaul comes out on stage. She's looking fine. She's got chains dangling on her or something. RuPaul looks like the only pageant queen bitch in this pageant queen gown with these chains. Her hair is coiffed, looking like perfection, as usual. <laughs> oh, the guest judge is Daisy Ridley from Star Wars. Or do you do you watch Star Wars? Yes, of course I do. I'm a nerd at heart. 
Leo loves Star Wars. She looks great. She I mean, definitely more feminine than what I'm used to seeing her in because in Star Wars, she's a little bit more matronly. <laughs> right, right, right. She's a little more tough girl. In a galaxy far, far away on the main stage, it's, that makes no sense. <laughs> it's time for these women to walk the runway with their queens. So first up, we get Heidi Aphrodite and Honey Almighty giving us some kind of disco vibe, a little sparkly. But what'd you think? In the workroom, when she was doing her makeup, I'm like, oh my gosh, she did her makeup really great. It looks beautiful. It looks better than how she normally does her own makeup. And then on the runway, I'm just like, what? These looks literally have nothing cohesive about them. Like, it does not look like a family resemblance at all whatsoever. Yeah, it just doesn't, like, vibe. Like, we want more sequins across the board or just more connectivity. Right. And and she did, like you said, she did look good. It just wasn't cohesive. It didn't look like sisters. Um, next out is Jackie and Lil Snacky Cox. Also cute. What was your what was your take? I thought it was cute. I thought that their little choreography was really cute. He, she Jackie got really lucky with getting her girl because she seemed to be good with choreography. But I mean, the makeover was just meh. She was a meh, you know, meh. Yeah, because what what comes out next is Jada and Jazz Essence Hall, and all of a sudden, like, boom, you're like, okay, these are drag queens. I mean, it was amazing. And then, you know, to see earlier in the episode that Jada's girl could not walk in heels, and here she is, she's doing great. You know, she looked good, she was feeling it, she um, modeled in these high heels and didn't fall, honey, and that is important. Ask Farrah. <laughs> true but yeah you but she looked like a drag queen like the makeup was beyond it was like just heightened like the two previous women looked good but they just looked like really done up they didn't look like they were transformed into a drag monster in a good way <laughs> leave it up to the pageant queen hey and then and then we do get crystal and her girl opal method and describe their look for me please i mean it was something honey they looked like if burton ernie we're tripping on Crystal and Opal and had kids and those kids put on makeup. That's what it would look like. <laughs> they were like Sesame Street walkers. <laughs> I live. That's, that's a good way to put it. And you could tell that like um, Opal, AKA Grace, she was just loving it. She loved the craziness of it. She was just like having a ball. Yes. And it takes a special person to get in that kind of get up and feel confident on stage. And she just killed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're followed by Sherry and Tira, or excuse me, uh, Sherry and Tara Misu, who were like these big kind of body waitresses. I mean, I thought the the name Tara Misu was genius to go along with um, her counterpart. The look was really cute. I mean, Janet the Planet just killed it on the runway. She is a drag queen. You could just tell. She just was living. She she should be on Broadway. I just loved it. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. She was having fun. She was having fun. And then the last pair that comes out are Gigi Good and BB Bad. And what'd you think? I thought it was good. I thought that um, the name was, was a, a fun play off of Gigi Good. I thought that the looks were clean and pretty. It was a little underwhelming coming from such a fashion 
iconic queen like Gigi, uh, because you know she's known for her fashion. I was just expecting something more, so she kind of set herself up to almost outdo herself week after week. Although the look was great, it was good. It, it wasn't bad at all. I you you wanted them to kind of pull off those big furry coats and have on like black and white corresponding outfits underneath or something. Right. But to be fair, if one of the other girls like Jackie or Heidi were to have those looks on, they would have gotten praised. But the fact that Gigi has like set herself up on such a high pedestal, she's got to live up to that week after week. Right. Right. That's fair. That's fair. That's true. Um, And so we get critiques and all the girls, everybody gets love. And then you you have to break it down. And it really comes down to like, um, who pushed it far enough and like the resemblance, the sort of like, so, you know, who, who, who brought it together as a pair. Um, and Heidi's Heidi gets critiques for not giving her sister just kind of a stronger look, a bolder look. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, I felt like the judging was definitely fair this week. Heidi's look, obviously the makeup was similar, but nothing else was, they were not cohesive with the, the fabric to the look. So I definitely think that, that was fair. And then Jackie as well. I think that it just wasn't compared to the other girls. It just wasn't as strong. And so the winner this week, spoiler alert, is... Jada Essence Hall, my girl. Yeah, get it, get it. Pageant queen. Yeah, because it was so draggedy. And, like, they had such a sweet connection, too. And, like, I think Ross or somebody said, oh, the hair kind of matched the shape and all. It was just, it was it was right. She was good. It it just looked very polished and it was perfect. It was a drag makeover family edition, honey. And I'm so proud of my pageant queen. <laughs> and I'll, before I forget, all the, all the girls, all the makeover girls, the super fans, got to do their own little lip sync performance on the stage, which is real cute. It was cute. It was good to watch. Um uh, one of them did like a death drop and one of them did the splits and one of them was doing choreography with their hair. It was, it was cute. It was fun. Cause you know, those girls would be like, Oh my God, not only got to be, I got to be on the show. I got to like shablam on the stage or just perform and whether, you know, like, and just be silly or gorgeous or all of the above. And that had to mean the world to them. I mean, it was one of the best drag makeover episodes ever, just for the fact of that it meant something really special to the the girls that were involved because they were super fans. Totally, totally, totally. And then we had to break it down and end up, there's a couple of girls are safe. Gigi ends up being safe. Crystal gets lots of praise, but she's safe. Sherry is safe, which means the bottom two are going to be Miss Jackie and Miss Heidi. I, um, I think that this was fair. I thought that they were the two. If we had to choose two, uh, those were the two. I think that it was obvious. And they tell Jackie, Jackie, it's a hard cock's life. <laughs> You're up for elimination. Yeah, I mean, it is a hard cock's life. Well, hopefully it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it to be a soft cock's life. Hello. Very true, very true. Um, and yeah, and then Heidi. And so they have to, they're have. they going to lip sync. The song is Kill the Lights by Alex Newell. I did love it. And it, it definitely sounded disco to me, which actually fit perfectly with Heidi's look and with Jackie's look. <laughs> what what are they trying to say? Is disco uh, sashaying away? So it ends up they're both staying. What do you think? I think that that's great. They both really wanted this. They both committed to the lip sync. 
and um, they're both going to stay to slay another day. We're going to see uh, who makes it to the next round, bitch. Now, if you were there, if you were standing on the back of the stage waiting for the results, would you be like, oh, please, I want somebody out of here so I get a better chance to win? If I was on that stage, bitch, if the judges weren't eliminating somebody, I would have, girl. I would have, uh, went, what, what's her name? The, the girl who was the ice skater. Oh, Tanya Harding? Yeah, I would have Tanya Harding somebody, honey. Uh, somebody was going home. <laughs> what is a challenge that you would love to see on Drag Race? What would you like to see queens have to do? Like, you know, we see acting, we see dancing, we see singing, we see everything. We see, you know, makeup and design. What would you love to see somebody do? I would love to see younger people that want to do drag. Drag Race contestants have to be their drag mothers and actually like almost put them in drag boot camp it wouldn't necessarily just be a makeover it would be like a drag boot camp Ooh, that's like a, that sounds like a series like a different series oh my god it's like the voice for drag queens <laughs> uh, don't ask me to sing um auto is my friend but uh a challenge show like that i would totally slay i agree that'd be amazing how do you think all of this like pandemic madness has changed drag? Everybody's doing, it's a big question. Everybody's doing d online shows and different ways of performing. How do you think that's going to like linger? And who knows if, you know, when this all ends or how things get back to normal in like three months, six months, who knows? But how do you think, do you think it's going to have a lingering effect on how drag is performed? Absolutely. I definitely think that um, this has definitely changed the way um, drag artists uh, make a living. You know, it, it shows how resilient drag artists are. We will find any way we can to express ourselves and show our art. And uh, because we, we can't do that in nightclubs and theaters right now, we're doing it digitally. And, you know, I think it's super important if you are a drag fan, uh, go and support your favorite Drag queens, not just uh, definitely support your your drag race girls, but also find your local entertainers in your city because they're out of work, too, and go and support them. Give them a dollar on the Venmo or Cash App and um, uh, support them. It's important. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Trinity, thank you so much for joining me this week. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I love coming on here and talking to you. And tell folks where they can come listen to you and your podcast. Uh, you can just go anywhere you can find a podcast, honey. Go look up podcasts. It's Work with Trinity the Tuck. It's W-E-R-K, and it's super fun. I have new guests every week. I love it. And if they want to follow you, they follow you at Trinity the Tuck. That's on Instagram and on my Twitter. Uh, you can look up Trinity the Tuck on Facebook. Follow me there, honey. Uh, I have shows coming up on a digital platform called stageit.com. So go to stageit.com forward slash digital drag fest to get your tickets now. Ooh, bam, merch and everything. Yes, get them tickets, honey. And thank you all for listening and thank you all for supporting drag. We're all going to get through this together. Please keep watching season 12 of Drag Race on VH1 every Friday night. And then there's Untucked, there's Celebrity Drag Race episodes. Honey, it's a lot. And All Stars 5 is coming soon. And be sure to check out Wild Presents Plus for also all kinds of dragity content on there. And you can go to wildpresentsplus.com to find out how to stream and get clued in. And now... Trinity, what's your favorite Drag Race song, like a RuPaul song from Drag Race, either whether one of yours or any season? Um, my favorite song from Drag Race, I, you know, it's kind of cliche because of just what the season is about, but I love American 
by RuPaul. Um, right now, especially with what's going on with us having horrible administration in there, we just really have to stick together and we have to know what's going on and use your voice. So in November, bitch, get out and vote. Oh my God, I, that is perfect. And that is our perfect ending. Thank you, everybody. We're going to dance it out to American right now. And thank you, Trinity. Yes, yes, God. See you next week. New York to California, see the shining sea.